0: Remember Jacob supply quality building materials at wholesale prices. And now on to the show. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying the Dead Men Walking Podcast. Jason and I really enjoyed doing it. I wanted to talk to you right now about you starting your own podcast. Today's a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or if you're just thinking it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your online reach. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your shows can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories within minutes, Apple, Spotify. Google, and many more. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And let me tell you guys, Buzzsprout's team of experts really want to see you succeed. We use Buzzsprout as our host here at the Dead Man Walking Podcast, and we couldn't be happier. They have so many tools that help support us in our mission to bring glory to God. They host podcasts with just basic gear and a few listeners, uh, all the way up to guys who are doing professional stuff with millions of listeners. With Buzzsprout, you get great looking podcast website, you get audio players that you can drop into other websites, uh, detailed analytics to see how people are listening and how to promote your episode, along with support by podcast experts. Buzzsprout really is passionate about helping you succeed. So why not join over 100,000 other podcasters that are already using Buzzsprout? And here's the cool thing, guys. If you click on the link that is in the episode description of this episode, you'll get a $20 Amazon gift card and you'll also help support the show. And that's after you sign up for one of their paid programs. And their paid programs are a couple dollars a month. I mean, you could really do this on a budget, and it gives you hosting and all those things that we had just mentioned. So guys, support the show. Check out Buzzsprout. If you've ever been thinking about doing a podcast, it's now never been easier. You can do that by clicking on the link in our episode description. We will send you a $20 Amazon gift card, and you also help support the show. Thanks, guys. And now, to Dead Men Walking. Exploring Theology Doctrine, and all of the fascinating subjects in between, broadcasting from an undisclosed location, Dead Men Walking starts now. Well, hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Men Walking. I'm your host, Greg, and to my left is... Hey guys, it's Jason. Hey, Jason's here too, and this is a podcast where we love Ephesians 2. Yes, we are dead in our sins, but guess what? Raised to heavenly and priestly places by the grace of God. Well, we usually do a little bit of banter back and forth, but we have someone on the line that we want to get to. Uh, This is very exciting for us. He was someone who was instrumental in my sanctification, uh as uh, the lord saved me when i was 24 said the sinner's prayer at seven got saved at 24 we'll see got saved at out. 9 10 11 12 right
1: okay
0: well he's an author he's a professor he's an apologist uh he's a radio host of nationally syndicated show uh line of fire and he has a new book out right now which uh, i picked up called will we pass the trump test mm. I'm about halfway through it i thought it was very interesting and uh, we have on the line today, Dr. Michael Brown. How are you, sir?
1: Uh, doing great. Great to be with you. By the way, uh, when you start off with your undisclosed location, which, of course, I will not disclose. <laughs> I don't even know where it is. But when I started doing my radio show years ago, uh, the Line of Fire radio show, uh, it was from the basement of our building, and it was a former bomb shelter. Oh, wow. And, uh, So I I would start off by saying, you know, broadcasting from a former bomb shelter, and then one day I, I turned on Mark Levin, and that's how he started yeah. his, of course, he was, you know, famous on radio years before I went on the air. So I thought people would think I was borrowing from him. Oh, yeah. No. yeah. We're, we're <laughs> setting crazy. the record we now tra- broadcast, yeah. yeah. We broadcast from an alien spaceship.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, we'll set the record straight right here on Dead Men Walking. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Michael Brown had that first, Mr. Michael, ben, and we'll argue that. But listen, so we wanted to have you on. I know you just have a few minutes, but uh, I read an article that you had posted, and it's, it's all over for the listeners. If you want to Google the title, which I believe it says, If You Think We're Exaggerating, Just Look to Norway. Um, And it was very interesting to me because uh, as someone who's listened to you for well over 10 years and some of the subject matter that you talk about – you're kind of at the forefront of this, uh, of not only the LGBTQ, I don't even know if we say Q anymore. I, think I they don't that. Heck, I yeah. don't even think they want you questioning anymore. You have to be all in or all out. But anyway, uh, you know, the, the forefront of a Christian worldview with this and also talking about uh, some of the changes we're seeing in society and laws and things like that. The article goes on to, you know, talk about how hate speech is actually being included in the penal code over there. Heck, in California, just last year, Governor Newsom said any uh, state employees that misgendered someone could uh, receive a fine and up to ninety days in jail. So it's very real, and it is here in America. And I was hoping that maybe you could just talk to that, talk about that for a few minutes. So I find that most. Uh, most, I don't want to say most, but I'd say majority of liberal or progressive Christians seem to think this isn't an issue. Don't worry. They just want everyone to be equal. We want to all just be nice. Just say the words that they want us to say and everything's going to be fine. Where I think maybe you and I and our listeners might see a little bit different story. What do you think?
1: Yeah, it was 16 years ago that God first laid on my heart that uh, LGBT activists, and really the T wasn't major there. The Q could either be questioning or, or queer, so it is widely used today, the Q word. But uh, when God laid it on my heart to begin to focus on these issues, it was it was a bit of a surprise. It was 2004. I don't come out of homosexuality in terms of my own background or testimony. I never had a particular burden to reach out to those in the gay and lesbian community. Uh, never felt called to do that. And here, I I feel strongly called by God to begin to deal with an aggressive agenda in our society. And I quickly realized, this 2004, that gay activism was the principal threat to freedom of religion, speech, and conscience in America. I quickly saw that those who came out of the closet wanted to put us in the closet. Now, at the same time that I was dealing with the agenda... I ask God to give me his heart for the people. And and the, the burden on my heart is reach out and resist. Reach out to the people with compassion, resist the agenda with courage. But there is a real agenda. It is to marginalize those who do not affirm and celebrate LGBTQ activism. It, it is to brand you as a bigot and a hater and a Hitler and KKK and Taliban and ISIS, whoever the newest bad guys are. That's who you are if you don't believe that Bruce Jenner is really a woman. And on and on it goes. And, and we've seen this rising. It's, it's an epidemic level on college campuses. Uh, I was teaching some young people at a, a retreat, a campus retreat some years ago. They come from different parts of America. And after I shared on these issues, I asked them, what's the atmosphere on campus? And one young lady said, well, what do I do? He said, I go to a liberal school, and, and my field of study, my major, is the most liberal in, in the program. And basically, every professor, when you start every class new semester, he said, okay, go around the room and tell me your PGPs, your preferred gender pronouns. Hmm. So, you may want to be known as Zer or Z, or them, even though you're an individual, and, and everyone has to conform to this, or else. In Norway now, it is officially hate speech. If, if, if you were to say dead name someone, in other words, call Bruce Jenner, Bruce Jenner, rather than Caitlyn Jenner, and you were to say something publicly, that could be considered hate speech, you could potentially go to jail for three years. For some years now in New York City, it's been the law that if a, a man comes to work and identifies as a woman that everyone on the job must now refer to that person by the female name, and with female pronouns, and this person must be able to use the, the ladies' room now, even though it's a biological male. You don't need any proof from a psychiatrist or a psychologist or a doctor or anything. This is the person declaring, and if you don't go along with it, you can be fined up to $250,000. Wow. In, in Canada back in 2016, a Professor Jordan Peterson, University uh, of, of Toronto, a professor of psychology just before he, he came to international fame as a public intellectual, uh, when he was told, you must conform. In other words, if a student wants to be addressed a certain way, you must address them with that with that name, with that pronoun. He had studied totalitarian regimes for years, and he thought, you're not going to tell me what to say. You're, you're not going to tell me what words I can say or I must say. Mm-hmm. And he said, no way will I conform to this university." said, fine, if you go to court, we don't stand with you. I mean, that's how extreme... Things are. When I was in Canada last year, I met the man involved with this particular case. His daughter is 14. From what I understood, he and his wife were separated. She's 14 years old, and she believes that she's male. She's 15 now. And at that point, she wanted to begin to, to undergo hormone treatments to sure. begin to change her so that when she's a little older, she could have sex change surgery. This would also stop the, the female development from going any further. 14 years old. He doesn't want her to do that. It goes to the court. The court stands with the 14-year-old wow. against the father's wishes. And and I met the man. I met him face to face. This is not some myth. And then the court said, if you refer to her by her female name, obviously they would say refer to him, right? But right. So refer to her by her female name or use a female pronoun with reference to her in public or in private no way. You, will wow. wow. you will go to jail you will go to jail now of course he, w- he was going on doing what was right he was ignoring this but this is this is what it has come to mm. it is all around the world you know you, you have a street preacher in england and he's preaching a message and he and doesn't mention homosexuality, doesn't say a word about it. Someone comes up and questions him directly. What do you say about this? Says, well, the Bible teaches this, but Jesus died for all sinners. Next thing, the guy's arrested. Wow. And he's got to defend himself over these charges. So it's happening in different countries. and And those who were the oppressed, despised, marginalized minority, now that they have more power in society and have allies working with them, Again, from their perspective, this is the new civil rights movement. Uh uh Joe Biden said in January of this year, make no mistake about it, transgender rights are the new civil rights sure, of the right. days so used to be gay rights, now transgender rights. So we don't want to be bigots. Mm-hmm. We've made terrible mistakes already with race issues and, and slavery and segregation. We don't want to do that again. So this is now presented as the new civil rights movement. And if you dare take issue with it, you might be bounced out of your college, you may be bounced out of your job. I know people that this has happened to personally, not just somewhere or I saw it on the internet. People I know personally have lost jobs, have lost opportunities, have been put out of programs. Uh, This is simply because they stood by what was right and held to biblical convictions.
0: Yeah, right. absolutely. And what's so frustrating is you've been talking about this intelligently and biblically, uh, for decades, I feel like. I feel like I've known about you talking about this issue for at least 15 years, and you know it's you don't want to see what you've been saying come true because what you've been saying is a warning, but at the same time, we're seeing exactly what you've been talking about, and I feel, and maybe you agree and you can comment on this, I mean, we seem to be like we're very close to accepting those things here in the United States to where it is less than a generation away for us to totally give up a uh, religious... Freedom and uh, First Amendment rights, and say, yeah, it's hate speech if you misgender someone. Yeah, it's hate speech if you talk about someone from the pulpit uh, and you and you preach biblical theology and doctrine. Uh, would you agree that that's where we're progressing? And you and you see that coming if something
1: doesn't change? Oh yeah, I mean we're we're already well on the way there, no exaggeration whatsoever. And and look, let me say this finally: uh, my wife Nancy is a gift from God to me. Uh, we love each other dearly we've been married since 1976 and one reason she's a gift to me is that she's completely utterly unimpressed by virtually anything i've ever done in my entire life <laughs> yes and and uh what a carac- that's a character
0: think. of a good wife we have two like yeah. that over here too yeah,
1: right. <laughs> yeah all she wants me to be is is you know a man of god that's full of the spirit and and walks like jesus and amen if, if i if i said to her honey this new book, I wrote it, it in three weeks. She would say, well, you couldn't have been praying that much. <laughs> my wife, my wife, Nancy, a few years ago said to me, you need to write an article I told you so said you need to put down all this is my wife Nancy all the things you said would happen that have already happened and finally I got to gloat I said I wrote that article a few months ago I already did that so and look if, if people question it if they look in my book A Queer Thing Happened to America where I lay out this is 2011 but I began working on it in 2005 so it was worked on on and off over a six year period and I lay out what's coming. And what's going to happen in the schools and what's going to happen in society. So oh. has that happened or, or not? Well, let me just give you some recent examples. Uh-huh. Abigail, Abigail Schreier writes a, a book about the irreparable harm that young women are doing to themselves. They identify as trans as they, they, hormones that sterilize them for life and the sex change surgery. And then they're 18, 19 to 20. They realize they made terrible mistakes. It, it, it's, it's a well-written, well-researched book published by Regnery, and Regnery is is the leading conservative publisher in America uh, that goes back to 1947 and became famous publishing books like by William F. Buckley. So they, they what they, they do with their books, they advertise, right? One of the sure. things you do mm-hmm. is advertise on, advertise on Amazon. Amazon said, no, we will not allow you to advertise this book. Wow. Now, they didn't ban it, but they said you cannot advertise it. The positions are anti-scientific, harmful, whatever – Arguments they come up with that you get every kind of radical book on the other side, right? That's okay. But this one you can advertise. You say, well, at least I'm solid. Hang on. All the books of Dr. Jo- Joseph Nicolosi, all right? PhD, sure. the Thomas Aquinas Counseling Center was, was probably the lead guy in helping men with unwanted same sex attraction, c- kind of a father of a counseling movement, uh, passed away suddenly around the age of 60 a couple years ago. Well, what happens to him? Amazon removes all of his books, Wow! <laughs> his books, and others, by those talking about how you don't have to stay with the same sex attraction, how you can be changed, the books have been removed, banned. Wow. I have a friend who put up a Facebook page just quoting what the Bible says about homosexual practice, Facebook removed his page. Wow. I mean, I, I could go on and on. The censoring is there. I had a friend the other day had his Twitter account shut down, you know, good sized account shut down because of things he was saying about transgender. What? Now look, I'm all for compassionate speech. I'm, I'm all for being very careful and mm. how we say things and make it clear that there's an agenda that we're opposing. We care about every individual and we recognize that all of us come to God broken and in need every single one of us. Yeah. And that there's more than enough sin in the heterosexual church to keep us repenting for the rest of our lives. Yeah. That's not the issue. The issue is the censorship. The issue is the the intolerance in the name of tolerance. Some years ago, when the Gay Pride event uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina, near where I live, the Gay Pride event was growing, and I, I began to see different local businesses say, we're sponsoring the event, and, and national companies saying, we're sponsoring the event. So I reached out to different ones of them, and I said, hey, this is a very divisive event in our community, Maybe it's best to stay neutral. We're not asking you to preach the Bible Instead, that maybe it's best to stay neutral. And they write back, oh no, no, we want to stand with all of our customers and 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 all everyone that shops with us and does business with us, et cetera. So I thought, okay, let's let's take the next step here. So there was one caribou coffee, you know, national chain, not as big as Starbucks, but a national chain. And they announced for the first time they were going to be sponsoring the event. So I wrote to them and same same thing. I said, I'm not asking you to put Bibles in your in your stores have Christian music playing, but, but you know, how about neutrality and something like this? Because it's so divisive in our community. Oh, no, no. We want to stand with all the people in our community. So I thought, all right. I wrote them a letter. And I said, we are going to be holding an event uh, in Charlotte. It's going to be a pro-family, pro-life event. It's going to encourage abstinence for, for teens. It's going to mm. stand for the sanctity of the womb. It's going to be a pro-marriage celebration. We have some local businesses that said to be part, you know, I asked some business friends, would you join in? Absolutely. I said, will you sponsor this? And they wrote back and they said, we will not work with you because we are inclusive. <laughs> wow. No. Yeah. Double. Yeah. I mean, that's literally what it says. They said, we found out more about who you are and et cetera. We will not work with mm-hmm. you because Just... you're inclusive. Wow. So in the name of tolerance, sure. there is now a, a, a intense intolerance in the name of of being inclusive, they have become exclusive. In the name of diversity, it is it is my way or the highway. And I some years ago, probably at least five years ago, I was speaking to elementary school teachers. Two couples took me out for lunch after I spoke at a church on a Sunday morning in Florida. They were going to bring me to the airport. So two young couples and both of the wives taught uh, in elementary school, one in first grade, one in the later grade, both of them said to me, LGBTQ activism is all over our curricula, but we dare not say a word. Elementary school teachers, wow. Lest wow. we lose our jobs. That was over five years ago. Unbelievable. So, so we are well on the, the way there. And if, in fact, uh, uh, there's a Biden administration with uh, uh, an equal Senate, so Kamala Harris would pass a deciding vote, you've got a real possibility of a more aggressive push. Because remember, in the minds of those on the left, this is the right thing. This is freedom. This is equality. This is yeah. non-discrimination. What it ends up is being the exact opposite ter- in terms of people of faith. What we have to do is, first and foremost, get God's heart for those we differ with, so that we have a heart of love and compassion. That's first and foremost. Secondly, we stand and speak regardless of cost or consequence.
0: Well, right. you, you just cut me out at the knees there. I was gonna, That was my next question as we wrap up here. Is is what? How do Christians respond to this very specific agenda that's looking like it, it could have very uh, harsh repercussions for us if we stand on truth, principle, and true biblical doctrine? Do you believe? The second part to that is, do you believe that there's a difference in how a pastor... Or a leader in the church or elder should be acting versus just a Christian? Or do we have the same commandment across the board? And and what is that? I mean, how do we respond to this when, you know, I'm an elected official in, in my county. I'm a county commissioner. And we've had things come before our board that wants to start to kind of push a certain agenda. Uh, we have a pretty conservative board. We, we voted it down. But even at the local level, I'm seeing things where they really want to indoctrinate in the way we speak, and the way we act, and even really infringe on religious liberty. And I'm going to come to, you know, I come to that choice all the time when I have to vote or, you know, head a committee or or, or whatever it is. And I'm just wondering for Christians out there, what, what is the response? Just speak in love and compassion, but stand on truth. What does that look like as we wrap up?
1: Yeah. So uh, again, we start with asking God for his heart. That's one. And then two, we get educated. We make sure we understand what scripture really says. My book, Can You Be Gay Christian is helpful in that regard. Uh, Outlasting the Gay Revolution is a, is a newer book from a few years back that that lays out a principal stance we can take but shares what's happening in society. So first, get God's heart. Second, get educated biblically. And then what's happening in the world around us. And then, wherever we are, act accordingly. Mm. In, in, in other words, as an elected official, you can't just come in and say, well, the Bible says this, right. and, and I'm conscious bound by the Bible. Okay, that's your personal choice, but you can't enforce that the people of your county. What you can say is, hey, let's see where this goes. What's the trajectory? Mm. If we take this step, what's next? Uh, the same thing in our schools. When you see something happening that's contrary to your convictions, then as parents, you, you need to be actively involved with your kids, understand what they're taught, chat with them about lessons at school, look at the, the, the plan or the syllabi, whatever given out. And then if there are issues, you go talk to the schools about it. You talk to the teacher, if they say, let's uh, test this up to the administrator, then you go talk to the administrator. And if they don't hear, if they are within their legal rights to be doing what they're doing, then you pray. Maybe we're supposed to get on the school board. Maybe some of us should be elected to that. You know, whatever it is, just to to be able to make a positive input. If we want to leave the work to everybody else, well, I'm not going to get involved. Well, then we can't criticize what everybody else does. So right. we get involved. We seek to reach people with the gospel because that's the biggest thing: people coming to know the Lord. And and a pastor or leader should take the responsibility of equipping his people. Mm. That a, a pastor or leader should not leave the flock. Just we don't know what to do. Where you say, well, you know, as a pastor, I don't want to get involved in political issues. I understand, but. Your families live in this world, right? And 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 you know you got a family sitting there on the front row, and their fourteen year old girl just came out as lesbian, and they don't know what to do about it. And and you got the grandparents back there, and their six year old grandson believes he's a girl, and they don't know what to do about it. Right. And and you got a school teacher under pressure in 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 her in her department to do things that violate her conscience. What's she going to do? And then you got one of your elders with with unwanted same sex attraction who's afraid to tell anybody. (laughs) So we we need to have an environment. Where people are equipped. And by the way, just, just two things. If, if you want to see an amazing movie, it's free. Churches can host it. I had the privilege of, of being in the movie and, and hosting the overall narrative. It's really eye opening, educational, biblically, theologically, culturally, scientifically. It's called In His Image. Go to InHisImage.movie. It's absolutely free. Okay. InHisImage.movie. It'll be eye-opening and inspiring as well to watch. And then if folks go to my website, askdrbrown.org, askdrbrown.org, they will literally find thousands of resources, articles, videos, radio shows, and many of them, we unpack these issues. So just search for gay, for transgender, for whatever the subject is. You'll find a wealth of free material there. Get equipped, and then wherever you are, be it in prayer, be it in supporting organizations that are on the front lines, be it standing as a witness yourself, say, Lord, how can I make a positive difference in today's society and be your witness? And trust me, God will find work for you to do. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Michael
0: Brown. And isn't it great? I mean, there's a lot of stuff on the internet that isn't the greatest, but when you can stand on the shoulder of giants and just go to uh, askdrbrown.com or whatever, just read all that material that he has gathered over 20 plus, 30 plus years. That is awesome. Well, we know you have to get going. We really appreciate you coming on the show, explaining that to us. And for our listeners, uh, make sure you do check out those websites. Uh, Obviously, you can just put in Dr. Michael Brown on Google and he's going to come up in the first three pages. The first three pages are all him Uh, Uh, And a lot of resources there. Books on Amazon. I think you're still on Amazon. Your books are. That's good. Um, But uh, thank you so much. (laughs) Yeah, we're still there somehow. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for coming by. And listeners, be sure to check him out as well. And as always, God bless. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Dead Men Walking Podcast for full video podcast episodes and clips. Or email us at deadmenwalkingpodcast at gmail.com. None, you biff.